What's going on, guys? It's your man, Ed Hayes, the Wholesale Coach here, back for another podcast, guys. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the top five reasons your deals aren't getting sold. So this is a major issue. I know it's hot outside right now. A lot of you all have properties under contract. Maybe it's some of your, your first properties that you ever got under contract, or maybe you're working on it. Well, I wanted to bring this podcast to help you all actually get these deals through the funnel, and, but but help you analyze why they aren't, though, most importantly. So, you know, you got to know why it isn't working before you, you know, you got to identify the problem, right? If you actually want to get the result. So look, I got you all. Go ahead, strap in, get yourself together. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. All right, so let's just dive right on into this, guys. So first off, you know, a lot of you all just don't have a buyer's list. That's a major reason why you're not going to be getting a deal. I mean, if you only got two buyers to send your deals to, you can't be surprised it's not getting sold. You've got to build up your buyer's list, and you've got to know what they're looking for in all reality. So when you try to do it the other way, you're always going to be hoping and wishing instead of feeling confident you're going to make it happen and going to actually get to the closing table. This is big. You need confidence when you're going into these conversations. Uh, so what I always say is that he who has the biggest buyers list makes the most money. I truly, truly believe that. So if you're sending deals uh, that would be perfect for Sally to John, who hates those types of deals, then John's like, look, I, I'm not I'm not looking for a buy and hold. I like fixing flips. Now, he blocks you because he's convinced that you're just going to be sending him crap. This is where a lot of wholesalers burn their bridges before they really ever get started. Now, you don't want to be that person. Don't even put yourself in that position. Make sure that you've got yourself a buyer's list before you even get started. So next on the list is going to be you're not getting enough value. Now, a lot of you guys are sitting back, scratching your head, wondering why your deal isn't getting bought and you've only marketed it once or twice in some Facebook groups. Value is the name of the game. It's the person who has the most attention who generally gets the most deals. You've got to be reaching enough people to actually penetrate the market. Building relationships over time will save you a lot of this excess marketing time in the future. Uh, you know, and instead of being the person looking for buyers, uh, you could be the guy who could provide a buyer for a JV profit because you've already got buyers on your list. There's so many different ways to market your properties to buyers, so make sure that you check out my last podcast, actually, uh, which talks about my five favorite ways to get buyers to call me for deals. So I highly recommend that you check it out. These are the same strategies that I use. But in general, you've got to make sure that you're talking to enough people. If you aren't talking to enough people, having these high quality conversations and getting your property in the eyes of enough investors, you aren't going to be making deals. Trust and believe. So next on the list is going to be you're not properly packaging your deal. I cannot stress to you how annoying this is to me personally, just seeing deals from people 
uh, who just don't package them properly. So, you know, a lot of people are literally just sending out like uh, the address of the property or like a general location and asking price. Nowhere near enough relevant information for a buyer to even be interested in this property. So be sure to properly package your deal as uniquely and as attractively as possible so it stands out amongst the crowd. So some ways that you can, you know, kind of do this. So let's just say let's let's kind of take a step back. So, you know, maybe you have been sending out properties, maybe you have already built up that list and and doing massive marketing, but no one's interested in your property then chances are one of those factors can be that marketing material. So ask yourself this, are you answering all the questions an investor would want to know about the property in your marketing material? Like you, If not, then you need to consider adding that information into your marketing material. Ask yourself, what questions do people keep asking me? What objections might they have that I can answer through my marketing material and frame it the way that I want it to be framed. See, the frame is everything. So be aware that like people aren't stupid and they're going to do their due diligence. But if there are obvious questions that need to be addressed, then just address them in your marketing material. A lot of wholesalers like I said, are only out here including like general location and, and just asking price and stuff and just like really, really simple, basic information. But you want to get as detailed as possible. Um, and you, like I said, you want to package it as uniquely and attractively as possible. Make it look nice. Don't, you know, just send them something random. Send them something that really sparks their attention, something that 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 holds on to their attention. You know how short our attention span is nowadays. So next on the list though, guys, is going to be your numbers are all over the place. This is a super major reason why your deals aren't getting closed. Why they aren't getting sold, why anyone, why no one's interested in them is because your numbers are all over the place. This is where like most wholesalers mess up really bad, especially at the beginning. This can include like your repair estimates being off, your ARV being wrong, your asking price being way above what other houses have sold for in the area, uh, not including holding costs and closing costs, title company and attorney's fees and your calculations, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, a property is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. So what I recommend is go to Realtor.com and find other properties that have sold in the area that match your property's criteria. Find out what they sold for on a low to high basis. Then from there, you can get a window into what's really happening in the market. So I talked about this more in another podcast on the channel. So make sure that you check that out. I'm not going to rehash everything, but just tell yourself this and know this as a fact. If the numbers don't make sense, nothing else will. As a mentor of mine told me, don't fall in love with the property, fall in love with the numbers. I know if you all have been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me say that before. Once you lock down the numbers, finding properties at the right price should be really, really simple and you can move with confidence. 
So I highly recommend that you all try to understand the numbers. It's really, really simple processes out here. Like I said, a property is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. So find out what other people have paid for literally properties that are spitting images of your subject property. If you could find out what they sold for in like the exact same condition, everything, apples to apples comps, if you can find those, all you have to do is get the property under contract for a little less than that. You've got yourself a deal. That's all you have to do. Don't like, don't overthink this stuff and don't have your numbers all over the place. If you don't know what they are, then don't act like you do. Find out what they are and, and move with confidence once you actually understand the actual numbers. Okay, guys. All right. And then lastly on this list though, guys, is going to be, uh, it's obvious you don't know what you're doing. These investors are usually quite savvy and have been in the game for some years so they can smell BS from a mile away. That's why I always recommend just being honest with people and telling them from the start that you're a newbie, but being confident in your ability to go out there and find them deals. Like They need to feel that you're confident enough to actually make it happen. I've got a whole script set up that allows me to position myself as a concierge for them and, and funnel deals that they actually want. So most investors, like it's really hard for them to actually turn that down. So using the scripts like this gives your buyers the confidence in you. And a lot of times, honestly, like most of the time, they're excited to get a call back from you. So you can bet that out of all the calls that they get that week, that that's going to be one of those calls to actually stick with them. Um, but on the other end, if it seems obvious that you don't know what you're doing and you seem a little sketchy, then buyers, they could feel that and, and they won't want to work with you, even if the deal does sound good. So and, and then similarly, like if you go into these conversations with low energy and it's obvious you're you're nervous and you're not confident, the buyers will pick up on that and not want to work with you. So you really want to be putting out positive, confident energy out there. That radiates a long way and people want to work with energy that feels like that. If you come with that low, I don't want to be here energy, you'll get those types of results, period. So <laughs> I hope that that helps you though, guys. These are my five tips on why your deals aren't getting sold so, um, but for all of you all that got to this point, I actually want to give you all one extra bonus tip, guys. And that's going to be the property may just be a dud, <laughs> honestly. I mean, simply put, some properties are just better off being demolished. This may be hard to reckon with when you're first starting off, but not all of these vacant houses are going to turn into gold. Sometimes it just needs too many repairs to make it worth it for an end investor. Sometimes the, the seller just isn't willing to go lower on the price and it may not be sold until they pass away. Uh, the block the property may be on may have like five other vacant houses and that's just not good for an end investor. And, you know, you have to consider things like that, uh, you know, before you even actually put a property 
under contract. Um, but these are the types of things that you can't learn unless you actually go through it yourself. So, um, you know, I hope that this podcast helps you along the way so you don't have to face some of those same struggles that I faced when I was first starting. Seriously. Um, anyway, though, guys, that's the end of this list. Uh, if you want to come out and meet me in person in Chicago, August 18th, make sure you grab your tickets before they're all gone. Uh, but, you know, but wait, wait, you know. If you're out of state and you want to attend to, I'm going to be live streaming this exclusive session as well. So make sure that you check that out. The links will be in the description of this podcast for you to go ahead and grab your tickets today. And if you need any extra wholesaler help, tools, resources, check out my online course, Wholesaler University, and get all of my niche strategies, guys. So uh, anyway, I hope you all are having a beautiful day. I look forward to seeing you all in the next one, guys. Until next time, I am out.